Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Facility Dude Podcast. Here's your hosts, Bob Papa Dude Bittner and Ray Karawala. Hey everyone, welcome back to our Facility Dude Podcast. Hope everyone's been all right. Uh, this is Ray K here with your host, Bob Bittner. Bob, how you doing today? I'm doing great, Ray. Uh, got a chance last night to go out to the state fair, and it was a beautiful evening. The uh, fall crisp air uh, is alive and well here in Raleigh this week. The state fair is an amazing place. Uh, I will not go there because I have two young children. And <laughs> I think they'll last for maybe about a half hour before they make me either pick them up or bring them home. Or it cost you a fortune, right? Uh, well, that too, yeah. <laughs> well, hey, Bob, so recently we've been having a couple conversations about change management and risk and all types of things like that and i think today i wanted to talk more a little bit about our our employees that we serve you've been a manager you have a lot of experience in this area itself kind of wanted to pick your brain a little bit today what are good things you can do or or how do you become a more effective manager in terms of managing the employees that you have you know i find ray that uh, a lot of times People, good technicians will get promoted into a supervisory role uh, or into a manager role or into a director role, and they've really not had any real training on how to manage people. And so it becomes very difficult sometimes for them, and even sometimes a little bit threatening. They feel like people are trying to take advantage of them or they just don't know where to go, and so they just don't do a lot of things. Yeah, it's funny you say that because... You can, do, you can be really, really good at your job and you'll get promoted, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have that leadership ability. Right. So, you know, leadership is a different, a totally different style than being a technician, for instance, a, a totally different skill set. But just to encourage some of our listeners out there in, from a leadership standpoint, a couple things that were important to me, you know, is I think a good, open, honest conversation with your employees trying to get to know them, to be honest with them. Uh, you know, I think they'll respond a lot better to say, hey, I'm, I'm new at this kind of leadership role. Uh, be patient with me. Uh, but I think a couple of things. One is that I always found very helpful to me is trying to get to know your employees. Really try even on a different dimension than what the work task is. We all bring certain skill sets into our job that we do. We're hired to do a specific job and we have a job description related to that. But then we have passions and we have families and we have things that are outside of life, outside of work, the rest of our life that really impacts what we do here at work. And so one of the things that I always used to try to do is uh, for the people that work for me is find out something that they really were passionate about, um, something that they liked. And oftentimes it wasn't part of their daily work routine. And I would like to try to find some way in bring that, bringing that passion onto the job. And I'll give you an example. Uh, I had an electrician that uh, loved photography. And as an electrician, uh, photography really was not part of his responsibility. But if I ever needed any photographs uh, or little videos of anything that I needed for a presentation or something, I would always ask him to go do that for me. Uh, something I could have done myself, uh, probably not as good as what he did because yeah. he had this passion. And so I would say, hey, Jason, I need a picture of this or I need a picture of that. 
And, you know, before I knew it, I cut, he would arrive at my office with a thumb drive and say, here are these photographs, yeah. see if they'll work for me. And oftentimes he'd take pictures while he was out there on his own and saying, hey, I saw this, thought you might be interested, it might you use it sometime uh, for you. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I can imagine how special that makes someone feel, right? On a side note, I'm going to let my manager know right now that I do like pizza and beer. Uh, so if he wants, <laughs> if he really wants to, to make me feel special, there's one way of doing that. Figure out how you can bring pizza and beer right. to the workplace, right? That'll make me feel real special. <laughs> but it's, it's when you say that, I, I feel like there's so many managers out there that are missing that mark, right? They, they come into the role, they, they get super busy by their, their manager letting them know, hey, these are all the metrics that you need to hit on. This is everything that we need to do to make sure the company's running. Uh, the way it should be, and then they completely just forget about the, these kind of soft touches with their employees. Yeah, and, and I think that it's extremely important because a lot of times, uh, you know, work can be tough sometimes, and uh, life can be tough sometimes, and when we can bring some of that together, uh, it really helps, and when you're really engaged with the, your employees and looking at them more from a, a total picture of what is their involved involved with in life, it really helps you with the with the employment. One of the other things, Ray, that I used to always um, encourage my employees to do, and this is a very difficult one for people to do because they feel like there's a lot of threat on both sides, on the employee and the manager side. But I would encourage my employees to go out and do a job search every few years. You sure? And, uh, you sure? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to have a lot of managers reaching out to us right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know somebody's going to say, well, I'm never going to ask my people to go, go on a job interview. Yeah. One of the things that I always thought was positive about that is a lot of times, we, if you be honest with yourself, we'll always say to ourselves, you know, well, I think I'm worth a little bit more money than I'm making. Or I think that uh, I have better skills than what this job is providing. And so I would say to employees, I think it's healthy for you every few years to go out and look in the job market and to apply for a couple jobs. It does a couple things. First of all, it says, are my job skills being current with what the market is demanding? So that, you know, I've, I've seen uh, people have lost their jobs after being in a job for 20 years. They don't have any idea if they're still marketable. They don't have any idea about where even to start for a job hunt. And so I say, you know, go out, do a little research, do some interviews and find out if your skills, that you're keeping your skills up to date with what the market's demanding. And if you're not, then you can come back and have the conversation with your manager or even if you don't trust that, you know, with yourself saying, hey, what do I need to make myself marketable? So if I do want to change jobs, if I do want to do something different, or even if I want to excel in the job that I'm at, that I'm keeping my skills up to set. So, so one of the things is really understanding your skill set, making sure that you're still marketable, being comfortable going out and doing that, uh, looking for a job and having a conversation. And then the third part of that is about the pay. So if I get an offer on a job, if, first of all, if I don't get an offer, why didn't I? Be honest about that. You know, be really look at it. Was it my skill set? Was I not current with my skill set? The other thing is, if I get an offer and it's for less money than I'm making or equal to what I'm making, then I ought to be satisfied with where I'm at. If I'm, if it's for more money than what I'm making, then I have to say, for me and my family at this point in my life, 
is it worth that risk of moving from one job to another? You know, we have the comfortable with what we're in. Yeah. And then we have the new risk of something new. The is cost it, of change. The right? cost of change, right. exactly. Is it worth $3,000 or $4,000 more a year to do that? And if you once you make that decision, then you either leave or you stay, and then you're more satisfied in your job. You know that, hey, if I need to go, I can still market myself. Uh, if I need to go, I know I can make more money, but I'm evaluated and I feel good about where I'm at. Yeah. And uh, with what with my, my benefits are. Does that make sense, Ray? Absolutely makes sense. The one question, and I think you were alluding to this earlier, do you think there's some underlying feeling that the employees get to, to kind of start thinking about even interviewing somewhere else? Is it that misconnection or, the, or them feeling that they're not valued? What are your thoughts there? Well, I think, uh, I think there's a risk factor there that many employees feel about. If I share this with the company that I work for, they're going to think that I'm not interested in being here. And they're not interested in my future. I can see that, yeah. If I if I say, hey, I'm going to go for a job interview. So that's why I think it's healthy to drive it from the manager standpoint as opposed to the employee standpoint of making that okay. Having those conversations with the employees. And I think also when you get around to evaluation times, it's a great time to talk about that. And I've always been one that when evaluation time comes around, you know, there, there was only one person that I know of that walked on water. And our performance reviews ought to reflect both the good things that we've done and areas that we need to improve on. Doesn't mean to say if there's areas that improve that you need to improve on, that you're a bad employee. It just means these are the things that you ought to focus on uh, for improvement. And so those kinds of conversations about Hey, what, where do you want to go with the rest? Are you happy with where you are in your job performance? Are you happy with the job that you have? Are you unsatisfied with, with something? And if you are, uh, let's talk about that. Let's see with, where we can get you. And I think that really kind of gets back to the point. Is the manager really, do they really appreciate people? And do they appreciate the people that work for them? Uh, and are they really looking out for their best interest? long-term, not just short-term. Yeah. If I'm hearing you correctly, right, we, we want to get involved in personally, meaning from a, from a professional standpoint, with our employees. We want to understand their likes and dislikes. But, but I've got to think, right, and, and, I'm sh and I know this is there, I think it's just hard for some managers to understand that there is this fine line. I think some managers have a difficulty understanding where that line is. Some of them are, they want to get, they want to know more about their employees. They're either all in or they're all out. Right. Right. How do we balance that line? You know, I don't know that I've got the magic answer for that, Ray, but you're, you're right. And each individuals are different, right? How far and what kind of relationship I can have with you as opposed to the next employee, opposed to the next employee. Some people are very private and don't want to share much. And I think... That's okay. You give the opportunity to go there, and if they choose not to go there with you, not all employees would go out and interview every two or three or four or five years, uh, but some would, and some would trust you with that information. Some won't trust you with that information. I think you just need to make it available, and it's it's not all, and, and there's things that you pick up in conversations that you can find the pleasure point in somebody's life what they're what they're passionate about 
some of the casual conversations that you have over the morning cup of coffee, the things that you see them bring into work uh, that allow them to, to, for you to understand where their passion is. Mm -hmm. Bob, so here's another question. I've, I've been in situations where in, in previous employment, and this is also things that I've seen is you'll be in a situation as a technician or, or, you know, underneath management where you kind of feel like you don't have someone that has your back. Right, and that's usually management. Management is always looking out for themselves; they're not looking out for you, or at least you feel that way. Uh, that also leads to this feeling where you know what I feel like I'm underappreciated. Self, how how often do you think that happens, and how, and how what measures, if that is currently happening in your in your organization today, what measures can we put in place to to change the perception that employees may have of management? That's a that's a great question, Ray, and. And uh, that is, is real out there. And one of the things that um, with the, with the employer-employee relationship, uh, it's just like bringing a new idea uh, to the table. If I'm a technician, if I'm an a, a employee and not the boss, and I bring an idea to you as my manager, and you take that idea and you take it up to senior management and say, "Look what I look what I oh, discovered. Okay. Here's my idea." <laughs> that happens you know, all the time. Yeah, that that would be the last idea I would bring you, right? Yeah. And so I think you start kind of in areas that are less threatening by saying, "Hey, look, I'm developing this employee. Look what they look the idea that they brought to me. Look what they the idea they brought to the table for our company, uh, and give them the." accolades for it, give them the praise for it, give them the credit for it, and you start building some of that trust relationship. I think managers make a big mistake when they try to steal ideas, steal the the accomplishments of those that work for them, to try to make it their own. Uh, and I've always found that when you are, when you uh, give credit to your employees, that really, my boss then really recognize me for developing people, for bringing people along, for getting lots of ideas flowing and lots of good things happening as opposed to try to take them all myself. So I think that's one area to start in mm -hmm. when when employees bring things to the table that you recognize them for that. Uh, and again, this is, a, is an area where you've got new, particularly new leaders uh, that haven't been trained very well, haven't been in leadership for very long, and even some older leaders in management that have really participated in some bad practices that really don't get the true results. So when you're working in a team environment, uh, really giving credit to where it's due, backing people up, and it's okay to fail. Uh, Roger Staubach has just come out with a new book. Uh, it's about failure. And he talks about how it's important to take failure in our lives and build upon that. And I think so often we are afraid to fail that our job is in jeopardy. And what I always say to my employees uh, when I had a number of people that worked for me, it's okay to fail if you were doing the right things to try to get there. Yeah. If it was just you're being lazy and you're not completing a job or trying to do shortcuts, then it's not okay. But if your intentions are good, if your your motivation and all of that is good, 
and we failed at something, what did we learn? And how can we move forward? And it's all about an attitude of that. And, you know, we're, we're always, we're always stronger together as a group than we are individuals because we have different talents and skills and ability. So I think recognizing, you know, that we're stronger together, that we give credit to people that have done things because you're going to get more from that. Does that make sense? No. Yeah. Perfect. I, I think I appreciate the conversation. You, you bring a great level of insight with managing all these people. I think it's imperative that even with that change that's occurring, we've got this new generation, this new age of leadership that's coming in. We're mixing that with, with our old school mentality that may be still uh, kind of lurking around. And it's very, very important that we understand our employees, that we know what they like, what they dislike, to have that connection. You know, Ray, you just you just brought something up that I think it's it's very important uh, on both sides to recognize the generational differences, uh, the generational differences in language, yeah. uh, the slang that we use, uh, the things that we were expected, uh, the things that I was expected of uh, as a youth are different now. My bringing up, we were talking the other day. Uh, it's amazing we got that. I'm still alive because I grew up in a time when there weren't car seats, there weren't seat belts. A lot of things uh, are different today. So certainly our communication streams are different with instant access to information all the time. Uh, so I think we have to understand and, and older leaders and uh, leaders that have been in leadership for a long time need to recognize that what motivated them may not be the th same thing that motivates the new generation in the workplace. Uh, we here at the dude, I mean, we've put a lot of emphasis into office space and an environment that will get people thinking and collaborating together where when I was, uh, starting out, you know, the symbol was a closed office with a, uh, window out over the lake, you know, the corner, the yeah. old, uh, syndrome of the corner office kind of thing. And we're changing all of that. And so being able to adapt and move to that, those different things are, are important. So I think the generational thing that you just mentioned is extremely important for managers to understand. Well, I think this has been a great discussion. I've been uh, appreciated your insight into this today. Um, any last thoughts from your perspective on this? Everything that we talked about, it, it's all, it's just like we've been talking about everything else. If we don't do, if we if we're not taking steps like this, we're risking to connect. We're risking to we're, we're risking to really lose potentially dedicated long-term employees. Right? Yeah, and, 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 and I would just encourage our listeners, those, those of you out there that are managing people, those of you who want to manage people, to really evaluate. Don't be afraid to make some changes. And it's not too late for you. Uh, you might say, well, I never did any of that. Well, start doing it. You know, Get involved with your employees. Understand who they are. Don't be shut up in your office all the time. Get out with your people. Yeah. Get around them. Uh, show interest be at their workspace, don't make them come to your workspace, and uh, things like that that will really encourage the employees to feel like you care about them. Well, guys, another great conversation. Bob, thank you very much for that. Guys, we'll be back here next week. Again, thank you for listening. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to the Facility Dude podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback about the show. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and help other facility operation professionals just like you find the show. Email your questions or comments to podcast at facilitydude.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Facility Dude. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a great rest of your week.